Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. And this isn't just any Friday. This is a run-of-the-mill Friday. Hey, let's toast to the weekend. This is a, this is a UNC hosting Duke basketball tomorrow Friday. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is a rivalry Friday. This is a Hubert Davis hosting John Shire Friday, even though it's all happening on Saturday. We've been jacked up about it since Monday, really since uh, Tuesday when, when – uh, UNC wrapped up their game against Georgia Tech. It wasn't a good one, but we turned the page pretty quickly and started looking to this rivalry. And 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 the coaches have an interesting little uh, – the coaches are in an interesting place because I'm sure they sympathize with each other in a way that just about nobody else can. Right? You take over for Roy Williams in North Carolina, there's only but a handful of people out there that know anything what that's like, and that's probably John Shire for taking over from Coach K at Duke. Right? It's, 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 it's a very limited number of people that have that kind of uh, similarity. Ironically, they're rivals, so they probably aren't giving each other like, hey, run that by me. I can be a sounding board for you. Probably isn't something they've said to one another. <laughs> hey, whatever you need. Yeah, let's let's compare notes. We're in similar situations here. It's not how it goes down. Let's talk strategies. <laughs> how funny would that be? When you're going up against like Shire talking to Hubert, when you're going up against the seven-footer with NBA potential, here's what you want to do. Wait a second. I'm telling you how to guard Filipowski. Uh, John Shire has never lost to Carolina as a head coach. 2-0 last year. Hubert Davis has the two most meaningful victories in the rivalry over the last several years, meaning the win uh, against Duke in Coach K's last home game when they had everybody in attendance, mm -hmm. uh, and then the final four later that year. So they both come in with some kind of uh, something to stand on, right? They're locked into a long-term battle of wits, and that's what I'm here for. Right, the the rivalry games, they there's a, a thread being woven through your entire season about this game. You may have run a play two months ago. You may have run a play two weeks ago with the sole purpose of Carolina's gonna watch this. Duke's gonna watch this film. <laughs> right? When Hubert sees this, he's gonna and then we're gonna catch him with the counter. Like you you I mean, I know that happens in football and it's a little bit more obvious because you know, football is is like run a play, run a play, stop and run a play. But, I mean, I remember our coach, literally, the quote was, if we wiped with our left hand, Villanova, who is our rival, they would have it on film and would be saying, did they switch their strength? Did they switch their strength? That was That was his joke. So he's like, we got everything we do, they're watching. You don't limp walking out to the practice field because they're going to see it and go, oh, his ankles hurt. We'd be running to play week two. We wouldn't play our rival till week 11. He'd be going, they're going to see this. And then, let me be clear, that was not an, a, a hundredth of the intensity of the Duke-North Carolina rivalry, so I can only imagine how often John Shire has taken a peek at the, the defense that UNC has been rolling, rolling out the last 11, 12 games. 
the intensity they've been rolling it out with, the the versatility of Harrison Ingram. Here's John Shire and how tough that UNC defense is. You're going to be successful if you defend the three-point line that well. And uh, teams have not shot good percentages from three against them. And, uh, you know, they really put an emphasis on protecting their paint while at the same time defending the three. It's what we try to do. And, uh, you know, I think it starts, though, with uh, great intention by their players, by their, by their coaching staff. They've done a great job uh, guarding the ball. You know, you can't have a good defense if you don't guard the ball. You don't, and, and, and if you don't guard pick-and-roll defense. And they've done that. And so it's not a team where you can look and say, all right, you need to drive him or attack him. Uh, they all are capable defenders. Um, and they have five guys that defend it together. And then the last thing is they, they hold you to one shot. You know, it's the, they don't give up offensive rebounds really for the most part. And so uh, that limits what you can do on the offensive end if you can only get one shot. I love that. I love it for so many reasons. I love it because there's no player on UNC that you want to attack. When there's a weak link on the defense, that's easy coaching, right? Who's the who's the bad defender guarding? Get them the ball. When they don't have one of those, you have to scheme. You have to play against what they're doing. You have to set them up for their instincts to be wrong. That's and and oh, but they defend the three well. Well, guess when Duke is playing their best? When they are shooting the lights out, strength on strength. The impressiveness of these two coaches, Hubert Davis, John Shire, I actually believe are for almost exactly opposite reasons. I'm impressed by Shire because he's a second-year head coach who sticks to his guns, right? He he doesn't see three early-season losses. He doesn't see a bad loss to Pitt and go, you know what, I think I was wrong with how I was playing this team, which I admit sometimes I, I'm, I'm looking at it going, change, <laughs> change, man, you just – he just lost a, again to a team you shouldn't have. Change. And and he stuck to his guns, and that's brought them back into the top seven. And that's why Jeremy Roach is here, his veteran leader, upperclassman, uh, talking about the team trending in the right direction despite those early season slowdowns. I think we, we're, we're trending in the right direction. I mean, obviously, um, in the beginning of the year, um, I mean, you got you to just find yourself, find your identity at the beginning of the year, and then – uh, one of our key guys goes down. I mean, Tyrese, you know how special he is to our team. I mean, the the things that he does on the court. Um, and when you got when you when you're missing a guy like that, um, kind of in the middle of the season when you're trying to find yourself, it it can kind of mess the team up. But I think the the freshmen have kind of grown up early um, throughout the year. Like they they stepped up a lot, especially in, in early times against. I mean, Hofstra, Charlotte, Baylor, like uh, Queen, Syracuse. Like uh, when he when he was when he was getting back. I mean. Uh, the freshmen stepped up a lot, and they, they grew up a lot. So um, I think we're turning in the right direction. Obviously, we're all healthy now. Um, Tyrese is back. I'm back. Uh, Mark is back. So it's going to be a special thing going forward. Guess who's back? He listed everybody's back. But that's Shire sticking to his guns. Hubert Davis, on the other hand, do you know what I respect about him? His his willingness to change. This offseason, obviously, they missed the tournament last year. He didn't He didn't have any qualms with going, hey, Harrison Ingram, transfer portal. Cormac Ryan, transfer portal. Jalen Withers, transfer portal. Caleb Love, thank you. See ya. Those are big, like moving on or 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 not fighting tooth and nail to keep Caleb Love, whatever you want to, however you want to word that. That's a big stand on your evaluation. That's a big stand on uh, these changes are going to work. 
That's a big – obviously, Caleb Love brings a certain kind of offensive firepower uh, that R.J. Davis has filled in a lot of ways, but you had to bank on that, and you had to bank on maybe his subtraction with the addition of some other players could lead to a better defense. Here's Hubert Davis on refocusing on the details on that side of the basketball. Defensively, you know, I always talk to you guys about, you know, my conversations with the team about, you know, the discipline and the details – um, just defensively in terms of, you know, uh, technique on, on ball screens, box outs, talking on defense, um, contesting shots, uh, scouting report um, tendencies, and um, just the discipline and details. Those are things that need to be tightened up that um, consistently weren't tightened up in that game. But you just got to give credit to Georgia Tech for winning. There's a song about what I'm describing. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> No when to fold. I was going to challenge you to sing it, but you just did it. All right. All right I got no problems with it. I'm not, I don't sing well, but I'm not embarrassed by it. More of a performer than anything. Uh, that's what I like about these two coaches. Whether their bold stance is sticking to their guns or their bold stance is changing things up or their bold chance is being risky, their bold chance is not taking a chance, whatever it is, they, they are convicted in their beliefs. And there is a tendency, especially when you're following up legends like they are, there is a tendency to maybe always do the, the like, just go with the flowy thing, right? There's that tendency of always trying to make everybody happy. Oh, no, what if I'm wrong? Oh, no, they're going to compare me to Williams or Kay. Oh, no, this is going to happen. And, and they haven't gotten caught up in that. Now, let's be real. About five, six years from now, they're both still coaching. They're going to have a, a record against each other, and they're going to have to stand on business, right? That whether whether it's it's good or bad, they're going to have to own up to it. So you you made the stance, you made the decisions, you get you you. Another saying: You made your bed, go ahead and lay in it. This one's going to be a good one tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Let's stay in ACC basketball here for a second. Wake Forest, last night, lost again to Pittsburgh, 77 72. Wake Forest is an optical illusion. Wake Forest is an optical illusion. They are not what they look like. They're an enigma. They are unexplainable. I'm trying to think of the best optical illusion that everybody is aware of. And there's, there's one out there that goes viral, and you may have seen it, where there's they put two lines in different pictures, right? One line's at like it's hard to describe. It's just a line in different pictures. And then they ask you, like, which line is longer? It's just a, a line, and there's drawings around it. And you pick one because it looks like it's half an inch longer. And then, of course, you, like, scroll down, and it's like, no, they're actually the exact same length. It's just the picture around it that makes it look like it's this uh, one's longer than the other. And you go, you're telling me those lines are the same? And they're like, exactly. And then they prove it, right, because the picture moves, and they overlap, and it's 
it's the same. Uh, the same thing happens. There's uh, colors that do it, right? Where uh, there's a picture and they, they have two squares and one looks gray and one looks almost black. And then they go, they're the same color. And you're like, there's no way. Wake Forest is that. Wake Forest is a team that I watch. And I watch the game. And I think they are a certain level of good. And I see the hallmarks, the the trademarks of good teams. And I go, that team is good. And then I look at the scoreboard and it shows me they aren't. And I go, how? You're telling me those lines are the same length? You're telling me Wake Forest isn't a good team? You may be sitting there going, they are a good team. What are you talking? They've lost four of their last six. They've lost four of their last six. They lost last night to Pittsburgh, 77-72. And I'm not disrespecting Pittsburgh, but I'm saying I look at Wake and I think they might be in the mix for a top four seed in the ACC tournament. And then I look at where they are in the standings and I look at their win-loss record and I go, oh, they're nowhere close to being in the mix for a top seed, a top four seed in the ACC tournament. Last night is a perfect example. Four starters and double figures. Efton Reed, Andrew Carr, Boopy Miller, Hunter Salas. Salas scored gosh darn 22 points. Only three players for Pitt scored above six. They scored a lot, but they did, but but <laughs> it's not like their defense was was gone. They they did something. They held Pitt to almost exactly their season average scoring. So it's not like Pitt had some crazy offensive day. It's not like everybody against Wake Forest scores a billion points more than they're used to. Uh, they, 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 it was pretty much right on average. Now, there's no way you're telling me they aren't a good team in the ACC. Just like there's no way you're telling me like those two colors in the optical illusion are the same color. It's like, no, that one is darker than the other. They're like, nope, it's just the colors around it. There's, I, I, no, I refuse to believe, even though it's true. And I have to believe it. And you are what your record says you are. And you let them off the hook. Oh, a sailboat. <laughs> what is that from? Ball rats. That's what it is. Yeah. I haven't w- watched that movie in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, one, it's similar to those where it's like, uh, is that an old lady or a... A wolf, and then you like turn it upside down, and it was a bunny the whole time. It's like you're telling me that was a bunny. Sorry, getting getting into it. You know what else is fun? Those things that go viral, and I I can't resist doing them. What's that? When when the they show you the spiral thing, and they tell you to stare at the middle for for thirty seconds, and then look at this picture, and it like changes everything. So everything's moving. Look at the starry night. I can't resist them. I do them every time. Okay. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. Uh, let's quickly go back to Duke UNC because I want to talk steaks. Ooh. And I'm not talking like on the grill, although oh. I will talk that anytime. A little seared steak action, a little New York strip. We don't have to do that right now. Let's talk steaks like what's on the line, high stakes for, for Duke UNC. Um, and that's, uh, and again, we're, we're going to wax poetic about this. Uh, this rivalry all day. But that's part of why this rivalry is awesome. It's because the games matter so darn often, right? There's very rarely a game where it's like, hey, this is for ninth seed in the ACC tournament. <laughs> like, the, it's always for the top of the ACC. <laughs> all it, right, who's not playing Tuesday? Yeah, it's it just it almost never happens. And this one is, is a perfect example. If UNC wins, they're probably the number one seed in the ACC tournament. Duke would need them, would need UNC to trip up 
quite a few times, and Duke would have to close with a vengeance against everybody else, right? It would put uh, you know, a game and a half and a tiebreaker between them. However, if Duke wins, it's darn near a dead heat at the top of the conference. It'd be a half-game difference. UNC would still be up, but Duke will have played one less game in conference play. So if they win that, they actually, I mean, it, it's darn near a dead heat. Hubert Davis, when asked if he's worried that the Duke game will be too big for his team. We've been on this stage before. We played UConn at the Garden. That, that stage was pretty good. Tennessee was pretty good. I mean, everywhere that we've challenged, everywhere that we've played, the environment's been pretty good. I mean, you go to Georgia Tech on Tuesday, that environment was pretty good. Now, first of all, he was talking mostly about the young guys. I think we all know that, like, R.J. Davis and, and Armando Baycott know what the Duke rivalry is about. Um, but do you know what I, I also don't need from Hubert Davis? I don't need him comparing Georgia Tech to Duke for UNC. And and who am I to say? I mean, he's played in it. He He knows – so much more than I do. He's been oh, yeah. a part of some of the classics as in multiple different roles. As I said, he has, as a coach, two of the most important wins in the rivalry in the last however many years. He won at Coach K's final game in Cameron Indoor. He won in the final four in Coach K's final game overall. Like, who am I to talk to Hubert Davis about it? But at the same time, I'm fairly confident at the road at Georgia Tech is not the same as home against Duke. When you talk about size of game, even if it weren't Duke, it's just the second team in the ACC or a team who at the time was second to last in the ACC when you played them earlier this week. It's just the, the stakes aren't the same. This game matters in a way that most games don't. The way I describe it when, when it comes to rivalries is this is the one you're going to be asked about 30 years from now. And Hubert Davis knows it. Right When people talk to Hubert Davis about his playing career, I'm sure they don't go, what was it like playing against Georgia Tech? I'm sure they say, okay, it may not be every day, but it's often enough, what was that Duke rivalry like? What was it like playing in that game? What was it like playing with so-and-so? What was it like playing against so-and-so? Like, he's been in it. The stakes for this one are through the roof. And what's the, uh, what's the saying about pressure, right? It bursts pipes or makes diamonds. Is Elliot Cadeau, one of your freshmen, is he a diamond or a burst pipe right now? You can fix it. Later in the season, you can be something else. Yeah. But right now, is he a diamond or is he a burst pipe? Jared McCain for Duke, same question. Caleb Foster for Duke, same question. Harrison Ingram. You know what's funny? Harrison Ingram's sister plays volleyball at Duke. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He said the trash talk in the family has been going pretty strong this I week. I respect it. As it should, yeah. But, but also, it's it's he might have a little bit more of an insight. But this is his first experience in the rivalry, mm -hmm. and I don't know what Stanford Cal basketball is like. But he came from Stanford, and I don't know. It seems like more of a football thing. ACC rivalry, by the way, exactly that classic ACC play involving John Elway and the Stanford Band. That that Atlantic Coast Conference play, classic moment between Palo Alto and Berkeley, California. It's never going to get used to that. But but I'll even say this. like Those rivalries are different than Duke Carolina. He doesn't know what he's getting into. He may have an idea. He may have been told. He doesn't know. And neither do I. Never done it. But I've watched, as we all have, and gone, hmm, seems pretty intense to me. Yep.
So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.